Hi, this is the Performer School. My name is Liz Fontleroy. I'm one of the co-founders. And I am Stacy Flaster, the other co-founder of the Performer School. And this is the Lake Forest Podcast. Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, and food. My name is Pete, and I also live in Lake Forest. Hey, we got a sponsor for the show, NeuroNoodle. Hey, parents of athletes or even performers, your kids get a physical every year, right? We'll include a brain map so you have a baseline to compare it to in case something happens. It only takes 20 minutes to get the data you need to have peace of mind and know if your athlete or performer should get back on the field or stage. NeuroNoodle.com. Okay, one of the things we like to do here at the Lake Forest Podcast is to put a spotlight on our local businesses, and this is a good one. We're joined today by the co-founders of the Performer School, Stacy Flaster and Liz Fontelroy. Ladies, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. Number one, we get a lot of new people moving into the area. I've been here three years. I normally have my co-host Scoo Walker on, but he's out doing something in the community. Uh, he's been around 57 years, so I, I'm at a disadvantage, so I need, I need help. Tell me about the performer school to a new family that's coming in. Just give a quick background and then we'd love to hear more about you guys as individuals. Great. So uh, the performer school um, has been in existence in Highwood, which is a quick five minute drive over this way <laughs> from me. I actually live right, Highwood is right over this direction, about yeah, five yeah. minutes from me, even less. And uh, I live right next to Lake Forest. Um, We've been in existence since 2013, is it, Liz? Time flies. 2013, eight 2013. years. So Liz and I started out doing some, um, Liz um, was teaching voice and I was doing some acting coaching and some. I was directing professionally and doing choreography professionally. And Liz called me up on the phone and said, hey, do you want to start, do you have teaching kids and started sending me students. And then Liz and I started doing these um, audition workshops for kids. And it snowballed into uh, a school. <laughs> so we started this school for kids. And basically, we do full-blown musicals. Right now, Liz and I are doing... Now, forget about the pandemic. Let's just put that aside for a second and pretend that didn't happen. Before that, Liz and I were doing collectively three shows a year. Two of them were sixth through eighth graders at the Skokie Theater. So first semester, we would do one big musical. Second semester, we'd do another one. And then we would do a show at Ravinia at Bennett Gordon Hall. Wells Kaufman, who used to be the artistic director over there, um, uh, called us up one day and five years ago, six years ago and said, hey, we want you guys to do a show here. And uh, so we were co-producing a show uh, every year there and we're doing one this year in March. So we would do three big shows a year. And then we added another group to, the, uh, to our roster and we were doing two more shows for fourth and fifth graders. So that collectively gave us five shows a year that we were doing through the Performer School. So basically we, we do shows and Liz and I are both equity actors and I'm a union director. And so, and Liz is also in the, another union, she's in the um, AGMA, so she's in the opera union, um, and it's not really the opera union, but it's, she can explain that if, if we get to it, but um, we do our shows the way we do union shows. I mean, we run them, um, and don't let that scare you, but we run them like, you know, we run uh, a union show, we have full costumes, full sets, full lights, sound, um, and the kids get a great theatrical experience working with us, and we also have a great time, we love it. So Liz, do you want yeah, to pick I want to add, Yeah, I want to add something about that. Like 
These groups that we have, the first one is called the troop and that's the fourth and fifth grade group. And the, uh, the ensemble is the sixth or eighth grade group. And, um, you know, what they are is they are audition only groups. And, you know, sometimes we can get, you know, 90 kids to audition for like a 30, you know, person group, but I don't want that to discourage people because I think that, you know, we just don't get kids in these groups that are professional kids who know what they're doing. You know, we do have a, a group of kids that go to our school that perform with us that have worked at the Marriott, at Drury Lane, at Shakespeare downtown. Um, but we would, we, we really like a mix of kids who just love to sing and are talented with these other kids so that they can all learn from one another. It's really, really important to us. This is not a professional group. We just feel like we're kind of like a step above, you know, groups. And so we want to give them an experience that is unique, you know, to any other theater. And just having two shows in December in the Skokie Theater and two shows in May with both of these groups. And then as uh, Stacy said, our Ravinia, we would be going on our fifth show at Ravinia, um, which is slated for March 12th and 13th of next year. So we are on their schedule, fingers crossed. Yeah, and, and one more thing about this. Um, as Liz was saying, it is a step up in terms of a program for kids that feels professional without it being a professional theater. You know, because we come from the professional theater, our program feels like a professional theater, except you have to pay to be in it because it's training. Um, but other than that, it feels like you're doing a professional show. We bring in professional choreographers. You know, Liz and I are professionals. Um, we bring in a professional um, accompanist for all of our music. Um, you know, we bring in guest artists to work with the kids. And so everybody that comes in is from our world, um, you know, which is the professional world. Um, so we really want to give them that experience. And it fills this void with this age group, especially middle schoolers, that really need and are hungry for something to do that feels theatrical. When they get to high school, they have enough to do. Well, they're always begging us to do more stuff, which, you know, the Ravinia shows they can be in. But they're always like, can you do another show? And then they come back and visit us. Um, but it fills this void for those middle schoolers. And so we kept aging down. So we needed a program to feed into the middle school, which is why we added the fourth and fifth grade. But it really, this program is really successful. As Liz said, we had such a, after the pandemic, it was like people were born during 2020. And we had this resurgence of kids auditioning for us during the pandemic. We had like 40 more kids than usual audition on top of the 60 that auditioned. It was giant, this this new, you know, after 2020. So we have the, we're starting off the new year live again. Our fingers are crossed. Yeah. yeah, we feel very fortunate to be in that position, really fortunate. You know, when you come from a pandemic, well, we, we were alive through the pandemic and that was a whole different, you know, theatrical experience that we did. But, you know, to, to, you know, we just feel like to keep the school alive and running, we've been very lucky with all these theaters shutting down and Broadway shutting down. We just wanted to keep our kids involved in an artistic way in some way, instead of having them sit at home and, you know, not be able to perform or sing and, and be depressed. It's like, we have to figure out a different medium during COVID that will keep these kids active in our school. Yeah. Now you guys are, are in Highwood, so you're very close. I know it's Lake Forest podcast, but you know, pe people, they, they, they'll, they'll go a couple miles, right? Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. We have Lake Forest kids too. Yeah. Lot yeah, yeah, speak 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 to me because like if if a kid's going to Deer Path or St. Mary's and whatnot, I'm still getting the schools down here. 
Oh yeah. What 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 do you offer for them? So the mom's listening to this show and you're like, huh, my my kid would benefit from that. Shy kids getting them on the stage and memorizing something. I mean, that adds that adds a lot to their 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 future prospects. T- tell me how that would work. So we do have kids from St. Mary's and Deer Path. Um, and I could list them because I know because <laughs> we know who they are. We we get so used to where they're from and who they are. Right, 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 right. right. Um, I mean, I don't want to name names now. No, um, no, 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 no. But but um <laughs> I won't name names, Pete. <laughs> what the program does is it supplements all those things. So we do Liz and I feel very strongly that we want our students to be in their school plays in addition to we're not we don't we're not, you know, saying that they should do our program and that should take them out of, oh, you do our program, you sign our contract, you pay us, and then you can't do anything else. We're very um, supportive of the kids doing their school plays and all their sports and all their other things. We really want to keep them well-rounded. Being an actor doesn't mean you're only an actor. You should be, you should do a lot of things. You know, when you watch commercials, kids are doing soccer. I mean, you know, you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're eating. Right, soup, right, right, right. You know? So we support that. And also for the kids that are shy or that you say memorizing lines, yeah. I feel that I really feel that we're special. Our, our training and Liz will speak to this more because she's very good at it is very nurturing and non-threatening. I've been directing professionally and with Liz for how many years? I don't know, since 2013. And I'm bad at math. Very, we're very good at working with kids on their confidence and trying to get them feeling good about themselves without using threats or screaming or yelling or whatever, because we know what we know, we know how to do it. So we don't need to be insecure with our own selves. Right. And we can help them with that because everyone has to start somewhere. They're not, nobody's born knowing how to memorize lines and execute them. Yeah, I will say, uh, you know, and that there are schools in the area that, um, just because our, our students have told us that do kind of fear-based teaching and, um, you know, making children not feel great about how they're performing to, to get a certain product from them. And I, we just don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like children need to be encouraged. Um, they need constructive direction so that they learn and feel good about themselves because, you know, we've been performing our whole lives and no one performs well if they feel under stress or that they're being criticized. And so we want a really nurturing, loving environment where the kids are learning at a top level, but they feel valued and supported. Anytime a director started yelling, it was always about themselves being insecure, not knowing what to do. It wasn't about the kid or the person or the actor. It's because I don't know how to do this scene. I can't figure it out. This actor is not giving me what I want. The director needs to figure out what to do, not the actor. The actor is the actor. The kid is the kid. They are the vessel and I need to figure out how to work with them. The fortunate thing about, you know, Pete, like you were talking about where our school is located is that we've been fortunate that a lot of our kids come from all different areas from Chicago. We've actually had kids come from Wisconsin to do our workshops. Uh, Hinsdale, Naperville, they're all over. And it's mainly by word of mouth. So we've been very fortunate about that. And we love having kids from Libertyville, Barrington, you know, they all come from different areas and they become like a family. And that's really awesome. I, I love that, you know, we get the kids all together on the first day and they all say where they're from. It's like, wow, you know, we have like, 
15 different suburbs here. It's really great. Now, is there, uh, what's the difference between the programs and the expect, I don't, I don't know if expectations is the right word, but you have grade school versus high school. Do you separate the two or how does that work? I'll just speak briefly and I'll let Liz answer this more. Um, the, the, the troop, um, which is the fourth and fifth grade group, and we're actually allowing some third grade in there now because the pandemic kind of messed up the timing of the right. groups because we lost a year. The, th- the third, fourth and fifth grade troop is just that age group and it's less hours and the training is a little bit different. And that's, you know, that meets, meets in all the information about the hours is on the website, but it's less hours and it's a li- structured a little differently. And they do, they still do a full show, et cetera, but it, there's less shows and it's a little bit, it's, it's still, you know, the good training, but it's just less time because their attention span is different. The ensemble program that Liz and I do is more hours per week. It's eight hours a week versus four. Um, there's more training. There's, there's a little more expectation um, because it's a, an a older age group. It's, it's that, you know, it's that sixth, seventh and eighth junior high group. We give them a little more freedom. You know, they're allowed to get ice cream. You know, they're allowed to go get coffee. <laughs> there's, there's boundaries, but there's a little more freedom as well. And then we bring in some guest artists. We do a little more of that. We take them to see a show. There's more performances. So there's just a little difference there. And then Liz, I'll let you speak about crew and um, the Ravinia stuff. Yeah, the Ravinia is tends to be, depends on the show though. It tends to, we get more high school level. And I think that, you know, once a lot of these kids have graduated from our program, it's nice to bring them back in some capacity. So, and they, it's not just the kids who've done things with us. We get kids auditioning from all different high schools that we've never met before. So, you know, the, the Ravinia seems to be a little bit of an older group, but if it's something like Cinderella, where you need some younger kids and we will use like a few sixth through eighth graders. Um, I also want to mention that we did have a third and fourth grade class which was a musical theater class. So not everything is audition only. And that was great. They could just sign up and be it. And I, you know, we'd love to have that again, where there's just a class for that age group that they can just go and learn and not feel like they have to audition to be in it. Yeah, we're going to probably, Pete, we're going to probably be slowly adding more classes back to our schedule. But because of last year, we did some Zoom classes that were really successful for the younger age group. We did some workshops. We'll be probably adding more of those to our schedule as the year goes on, we just want to feel out how this goes before we start adding more classes to the schedule again, because, you know, we just don't know. We want to wait and see how everything turns out with these two groups. And we have such a large turnout that we just want to, you know, feel it out. And then we'll probably slowly be adding workshops. And we bring in really, we brought in like Abby Mueller, um, you know, who was on Broadway um, with, with beautiful, and she's in the musical six on Broadway. Um, we've brought, you know, we bring in Sam Samuelson, who's an agent at Stuart Talent. He's the, 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 um, the lead agent there. We bring in people like Becky Menzi, who's a cabaret artist, um, people, uh, artistic directors of theaters, and Rick Boynton, who's the um, artistic director um, at uh, Chicago Shakespeare Theater, and Peter Marston Sullivan, who's the associate artistic director of the Marriott. We just bring in people that the kids can be exposed to and that could learn from them and they give different perspectives. But so far, Liz and I have been very um, impressed with how kind these people are that we bring in too, because we're very careful about exposing our kids to other people because we want to make sure that they don't get the wrong feedback. We protect them. (laughs) My experience with, with acting not me personally. I, I was in the sports, and I, I, I have a son. Old, old son growing up, he's old, obviously older now. But 
I tried to get him into sports. He did it. And then when he got into his awkward years, like freshman year of high school, he didn't want to do sports. Very uh, shy, anxious. He got into the acting program at his high school and he started to come out of his shell and he was in a play and he, he, he seemed more sociable and whatnot. Can you speak to uh, the parents out there that might have a similar situation, how your school and acting can help these kids in their awkward years come out of their shell? Absolutely. I mean, I think whether you're performing or just taking classes in the arts, it doesn't mean you might, you're going to be going into it and having a career with it. It just, it helps with your self-confidence and privately set aside from the school, Stacy's an acting coach and I'm a voice teacher. I've been a voice teacher for 20 years. We do it separately from the school, but I have found that teaching kids and adults voice, it doesn't mean that they're going to have a career, but you know, if they're going to go in and even have a, a, a job in a business in a corporation, we've taught them to feel comfortable in their own skin and be able to stand up, whether it's singing or giving, you know, a, a talk or a presentation. It doesn't matter what they go into. I think being in the arts and having enough guts to stand there and try to perform will give them every kind of confidence they need in their life. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah, a lot of our students aren't, aren't necessarily going into acting, I've noticed. Yes. And a lot of our students who went, who we thought were gonna go into musical theater are going into straight acting. Some of, the, some of our, um, actually a couple of the kids from Lake Forest that I work with, that Liz, Liz and I work with and I worked with on college stuff. Because um, some of these kids work with us on college auditions, which is another whole <laughs> oh. big, yeah. You know, they went into, they love musical theater, but they don't necessarily need to study it in college to do it later. Um, you know, you don't need to, you don't necessarily need to spend the four years doing what you end up doing out of college, which we all know, you know, you could study anything and you can't not study medicine and be a doctor, obviously. Right, but, right. but don't you find like people, some kids in high school, they love the arts, they love performing in the school musical. And it doesn't mean that they're going to be on Broadway someday. Maybe they discover that they um, want to set design or maybe they want to stage manage it, you know, maybe, or be a costumer. They're, they're in it and they're all of a sudden learning these skills and thinking, wow, this is really cool. You know, does not mean I'm going to be a singer? So it, that's a great thing to watch is that some of these kids go into all different areas of right. the theater. And I noticed my kid, his study skills improved because he could memorize the lines. I thought that was another benefit. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because Pete, the one, the thing that about memorizing is that you have to internalize what you're memorizing. You can't just go get the words because when you do it for a, a performance, you can't just, you can't just where you're studying history or whatever. And you're like, I have to memorize this. Remember in school, when you memorize something and you cram it, it, it leaves your brain the minute you're done. When you, when you're memorizing a, like a, for Shakespeare monologue, you can't just cram it because you'll never remember it for the audition. You have to internalize it emotionally or else that's not acting. It's not, can't cram memorizing lines yeah, yeah. or else you'll have actor's nightmare, which is that you forget your lines on stage, which I've done before. <laughs> well, and you gotta, you gotta ad lib and- We've done that. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> I forgot an entire song once, but that was <laughs> cramming. I just completely blanked out. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, Second City was a good thing to get get them uh, get my kid into as well. But that's a that's another one hundred percent improv. I would say besides yep. the performer school, 
you must do improv. And that's why Liz and I, one of the people that we, uh, we bring in this guy named Joe Dempsey, who's from Second City, who Liz and I just absolutely adore. He's this fabulous improv artist. Um, the kids love him. He's very strict, um, but he's fantastic. And the mo one of the most important things I think besides voice training is improv. And then our, obviously our musicals. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, life is improv, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Now, you guys have some serious skins on the walls. Why don't you guys uh, tell us some of the stuff that you've done out in the professional world? I mean, you've done some. Did I see Chance the Rapper up there? Did oh. I see Nickelodeon? <laughs> yet? I'll tell you really quickly, and then uh, Liz can tell you her yeah, yeah. wonderful accomplishments. Um, I, I, first, I was an actor, which is how I met Liz. Um, I did shows at Drew Lane and Marriott and, and, and um, Candlelight Dinner Playhouse when it existed years and years ago. Um, and then I did the national tour of Showboat. Um, and then I decided I re retired from acting. I did some voiceover and stuff and commercials. And I retired from that and I went into professional choreography. And then I started directing professionally and I did a bunch of shows. I did Joseph at Paramount and Route 66 and direct, um, directed some stuff at Theater at the Center, Godspell, Jesus Christ Superstar, A Wonderful Life, a ton of stuff over there. And then I started um, in, in, in a bunch of other regional theaters. And then um, was doing, I started getting hired to do commercial choreography. And so I, was, I did a couple episodes of um, The Patriot, a, a, a show called Sirens. I choreographed a Lunchables commercial and a bunch of other commercials. And then I got this call right in February of 2020 right before the pandemic, a, a rapper is doing a, a Nickelodeon commercial. And would I come in and teach the Renegade, which is a TikTok dance? I said, out of everybody in Chicago, every cool person, you want a 49-year-old person <laughs> to teach a rapper the Renegade. And so then I had to quickly have my daughter teach it to me. And then I find out it's Chance the Rapper. <laughs> so I... I crammed as I just talked about the renegade learned it and I worked with a hip-hop teacher and then I got a cute outfit at Target and the next day I went and I taught Chance the Rapper the renegade it was thrilling it was wonderful he said not only did he learn the renegade but he also said he knew the writer of the song and knew the person who invented it. I'm like why didn't he just learn it from the writer or the inventor but he learned it from me and we did that we shot the commercial I did it in front of him and the commercial never aired, aired, but the Nickelodeon never aired the thing because of the pandemic. Oh, God. But I do have the commercial on my website. It was great. And so I did get to work with Chance the Rapper. I did work with Winona Ryder and Vince Vaughn and a couple other famous people from The Dilemma because I did some choreography for that. So I've done some, I've kind of brushed my, brushed with fame. They didn't right. really care, but <laughs> it was fun and I got paid. So that's my hey. experience. And I'm directing Ragtime with Music Theater Works um, this Octo uh, October, in addition to this, the mystery show that Liz and I are directing at the Performer School that we don't announce until the first day of class. 
Uh, okay, so I actually studied opera in college. I, I went to Deerfield High School and ended up at Northwestern Voice Performance. So I had a voice performance degree there, but when I got out, I did all musicals actually at Northwestern. And when I got out, I just decided to like really pursue musical theater because I could dance as well. That's where Stacy and I met is we had did um, probably, I don't know, 10 or more shows at the Marriott together. So we were in a ton of dressing rooms together. And it's also where I met my husband because he was a professional dancer. And then when I got in my thirties, I kind of missed opera again and singing it. I did, I auditioned and I think I did maybe 10 to 15 operas with Chicago Opera Theater and then auditioned for Lyric Opera and sang with them for 15 years. So I probably did 50 operas over 15 years with them. Started um, teaching voice 20 years ago because I, I just, thought that would be a wonderful thing to incorporate since I could was singing professionally opera and musical theater I thought oh these kids like you know need to learn all different mediums and how to sing it because we going to the Marriott you're not going to sing a song like an aria you have to totally sing it same support system but sing it differently so I've been teaching um at Stevenson High School but I have a whole studio out of my house for 20 years left lyric opera eight nine years ago right before we started school because I wanted my nights free and I'd been performing for 30 some years. So um, I wanted my nights free. Stacy and I started the school. Um, some weird side things that I did, the, that show Glee, they had a thing called the Glee Project, which yeah. they had casting people come in. I think it was four different cities, one was Chicago and um, pick like a person who would actually be on the show. And um, so I helped cast that. I was one of three people who helped cast that as a Chicago casting. And then I also music directed the, um, the children of the Wizard of Oz tour, which was through Great Talent. So those are just kind of some side stuff, but I'm still teaching nice. voice. I still sing professionally. And then it's the school. That's yeah. my life. Yeah, That's and, our life. Yeah, and we, you know, I have to say that <laughs> Liz is very much responsible and I'm gonna give her credit for my giant coaching career because I was directing professionally when Liz called me and said, do you coach kids? And I said, what? Kids? I have kids, but I don't coach them. I coach adults. I work with adults. I direct professionally with adults. I do not coach kids. She said, well, why don't you start coaching kids? I mean, I don't think the conversation went exactly like this. But I, you know, started coaching kids and then simultaneously we started this, this company together. But I, you know, I have, you know, anywhere from, you know, five to 15 private students a week, 90% of them are kids because it started with Liz suggesting it to me about nine years ago. So, you know, both of, but both of us have, and we, we, we pass them back and forth because, you know, my daughter studies with Liz because I trust her knowledge and I believe that she's she teaches safely and you know the voice is very delicate you know and you have to be careful I mean it's not so delicate that you can't sing you shouldn't sing but we're both singers and um you know you just you you have to teach children very specifically and I feel that she's very good good at that you know I I coach also and I believe that that the idea came from from her calling me and, and suggesting it maybe subconsciously i don't know but but well, I, I just you know no. i think it's so important that children learn not just how to sing properly but how to act a song and both stacy and i teach acting the song but they should have monologue acting they should have scene study you know and that's why i wanted them to study with someone who does that you know but what stacy and i do together when people we've auditioned clinics is we teach 
they come in with their 32 bar cut, like they're gonna audition for something. And we watch them do it and not only give vocal notes, but acting notes. Because I'm sorry, auditioning is a whole separate skill. And you can have an incredible voice and walk in and nothing's going on here. And they'll just look at you and go, do you know what you're singing about? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's a musical. It's not a chorus concert. We're not interested in watching you stand and sing. We're not closing our eyes and listening. We're watching you. So sometimes the vo even you know watching somebody act, you forget about how it sounds because you're so engaged in what, you're, what they're feeling. That's what's important knowing how they're feeling, feeling that, and then the sound comes after it, you know? But if you're just listening, that's why people disengage when they're not, they don't, you don't care when the person isn't feeling it. You don't realize that until you actually experience it. If you start paying attention to people saying, yeah, you, you have to have a marriage of the two yeah, and get the, get the kids or adults to realize that it is a skill to learn how to audition you know, mm -hmm. properly. We even yeah. teach these young kids through how, the, how to walk in the room and present themselves, how to yeah. announce themselves, how to, how to look confident and smile and show their personality. It's all a, part a, of it. A job interview, business presentation, the whole- How you all the same. It's all the same. Yep. yep. Saying your name, hi, I'm Stacey Flaster. Nobody wants to actually say, hi, I'm Stacy Flaster and I'll be singing Mr. Snow from Carousel. You know, like nobody wants to actually say that. They just- want to say it fast because, you know, they don't want to act too proud. I don't want to act too this. I don't want to do that. The truth is the more confident you are, the more people want to hire you or pick you or whatever. Right. The, you know, it's like, that's the irony of the whole thing. And it makes them comfortable. Yeah. You don't yeah. want, you know, we have auditioned so many people, whether it's adults or in our school children, we've been on the other side, Stacey and I've done, you know, thousands of auditions ourselves as in our career, but then we've been on the other side where the minute someone like comes in and feels comfortable, you go, oh, yeah. you know, cause you want them to work. You, I mean, you want them to fit. So yeah. when you come in, you're like, your body just goes, oh, they're like, they're not nervous and you're not nervous for them and want to help them. Yeah. Oh, you know, there's nothing better than when a kid comes in and is great. You know, Liz and I received an audition video this week, I'll just say, that was so fantastic that the two of us were like, we're so excited. We're texting back and forth. Oh, my God. Oh my God, oh my God. You know, it's just because you see a kid that just knows what they're, you know, before they even worked with us, they just know right. what they're doing and they are proud. And even if they don't, even if there's just like, yeah, there's like this glimmer of, Oh, if if we worked with that that child, they mm -hmm. are gonna blossom. There's some, something about just seeing something, and you're like, they be could be very inexperienced and shy, and you just hear something, you see something, you're like, oh, I just I want to work with them because I see it. <laughs> yeah, we've seen kids go from and that, like Liz said, you know, we don't need everybody to be at a level here. That's not interesting. You know, we want kids at every level because basically what happens is when you see the show, people go, oh my gosh, they're so professional. And we say to them, none of them are professional. They just look like they are because they all balance each other out. It's amazing, Pete. We'll get well, you a it's good. It's good casting. Well, yeah. <laughs> also and energy and sweat. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, well, we, have no. Our, we have a lot to do this fall. So we will definitely get you a ticket. Yeah. No, outs outstanding. Uh, two tickets for school, school Walker, too. Oh, sure. Now, keep in mind, we promise everybody on every show that we'll be at everything. So take it oh, with yeah. a grain of salt. <laughs> but no, this is this is cool. This is this is cool. Parents uh, will get a lot of parents and their kids will get a lot of, out of this, as you already know. 
Uh, anything I missed? Anything you ladies would like to add? I don't know. I mean, I I, I, I don't know. I, I'm sorry if we've been talking too much. I know. No. I was hoping you weren't like, oh my gosh, these two women are. Just they won't stop talking. Yeah. You're, Is there anything you're in you I, well, I own a mental health business, so I deal with psychologists all the time. And to get them to stop talking, uh, th this is nothing. This is this nothing. Is absolutely okay. <laughs> yeah. you, you guys, we're, we're fine. We just uh, enjoy what we do, you know, and we, we like we like the kids. And we, you know, we, we just love what we do. We love the kids and, you know, we we're proud of it. We're proud of the school and we're open to, you know, if anybody wants to get in touch with us, they can email info at the performersschool.com, which has two S's in a row with the performersschool.com, or they can just go to the performersschool.com is the website, www.theperformerschool.com. And they can email us for information. They can look up the ensemble or the troupe. And we are currently accepting auditions for Frozen Junior, which is going to be at Ravinia in March. So we're currently accepting auditions for that. Is there anything else I'm missing, Liz? No, I think the um, the troupe, the, we can't announce the show yet, but the fourth and fifth graders will be doing their shows in the Skokie Theater the first weekend of December. The following weekend will be the sixth through eighth graders, and they are two great shows that we'll, we'll be working on. And then, as Stacy said, Frozen Junior is at Ravinia, 12th and 13th of March. And, you know, oh. yep, info at theperformerschool.com. So. And then, you know, we obviously we have auditions for the, the, the groups are auditioned May and June of the school year so we'll be we'll be accepting auditions but if anybody wants information on these groups they can they can email us um, i'll put i'll put that in the show uh podcast notes if there's anything else you guys want me to add not a problem wonderful i mean this was so nice for you to find us and and talk to us well it's important it's important to, i mean there's some kids out there that we can help right yeah oh, absolutely yeah and, and well, we are literally two seconds from lake forest i mean all you have to do is drive over and then you can you can go to Highwood and it's next door to the coffee shop and they're building some condos you can buy a condo next door now <laughs> well absolutely coffee. love it ladies thank yeah. you so much for coming on the Lake Forest podcast thank you thanks for having us thank you so much thanks for listening to the Lake Forest podcast please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash that like button on Facebook Instagram and Twitter let us know what you like to hear about on the upcoming shows. So get on Pete and I can be reached at Pete at lakeforestpodcast.com. The link will be in the podcast notes below. Uh, we thank you for listening. And if you really, really like us, please subscribe to us on Patreon. Buy us a beer for $5. What do you say? And you'll get a scoozy. What's a scoozy? Go to lakeforestpodcast.com and find out. You'll be invited to the old school kegger parties. Cue the band. Bye.